What's up? What's up with it? You're listening to the Bad Cow Podcast, where no cow is too big and no beef is too small. I'm your host, Lindsay May Be Bad. This show features adult content and adult language, so listener discretion is advised. When I'm good, I'm very good. But when I'm bad, I'm better. What's up? What's up with it, everybody? Welcome to the Bad Cow Podcast show. First things first, before we get started, I just want to say thank you to the returning listeners who came back, the new listeners who stopped by. You both chose to have me in your speakers today, and I really appreciate it. As always, I hope you enjoy today's badness. Here we go. All right, everybody. Happy fucking Friday. So today, in keeping with the theme of addiction that I've been having going on on this show, uh, not really on purpose, but uh, today in my recovery group, there is a there's a girl in there who's really struggling right now because she is not able to have custody of her daughter at the moment due to her addiction. She's working really hard to change that. And I admire that. You know, people, addicts, <laughs> we're our own worst enemy. And I think most of us admit that. Typically, we are pretty self-loathing creatures, especially if there's an innocent life that kind of hangs in the balance like our kids. I don't think addict mothers ever really fully forgive themselves for what they feel their child lacked because of their addiction. I know I haven't. And one of the hardest aspects of having children and having an addiction is finding it challenging to try to get help for it. When your addiction is really bad, like you don't just like have a hard time with weed, okay? Fuck those people. God, what the fuck? Weed's the only thing that keeps my ass level now after having kicked real drugs. If you guys ever happen to find yourselves needing addiction counseling or having to go to rehab and it's for fucking weed, do you, boo-boo. But just know when you get to that institution, lie. Don't tell everybody that you in there for weed because everyone's going to be looking at you like, what the fuck, bitch, call us when you have real problems. Jesus. My fault. I'm sure there's a lot of reasons why people struggle with marijuana. I'm happy as fuck that it's legal. Because, uh... God knows everybody wants me to have it occasionally. Uh, so anyways, back to what I was saying. What do you do when your addiction is raging and you got kids? A lot of us really, we don't even know how to go about getting help because we don't know what to do with our children while we're getting that help. And outpatient programs really, the odds are not in their favor as far as actually achieving clean, you know? I was lucky because when I went to a rehab, my parents were close by. They were more than willing to watch my son. And my son loves my parents, so it's not like he was going to be too terribly uncomfortable while I was gone. If anything, he was probably going to get away with murder. But even when you have an ideal like babysitter situation like that, of course it still affects your child. Of course they wonder where you're at. Now, a lot of us try to comfort ourselves by saying you know what he's still young as long as I can get my shit together and keep it together he probably won't even remember and it's not that that's not true I think that's very true I don't think my son really remembers those days that I was gone I don't think he looks back on them with some type of traumatic ass filter and feeling like he was alone or abandoned or anything like that one because my mom has insisted on making him a spoiled rotten brat but I do think a lot of it was because he was young and Despite my having a few slip-ups after getting home from rehab, I still, for the most part, became a more involved mother. You know, I wasn't just running the streets all fucking on-the-go-ho, you know? 
I was home. I was really making an effort to get back to the mom I used to be before I was running around on drugs. But I was very, I was, I was always very concerned about my son. My son was my focus even when I was on drugs. I would go run around on drugs and come home with a bunch of fucking toys and shit because he was my everything. My child was still my world. And had I not had my child, I probably would have taken myself out of this world a coup minute ago. He's just the only reason I even try to keep on breathing, right? Like most parents. But with that love, with that devotion, with that comes a great, huge, heavy amount of shame and guilt. Shame and guilt, even when we're awesome moms. Even before I was on drugs, I always felt like I was coming up short at the end of the day. Oh, I shouldn't have yelled at the, him for this, or I should have played for a little bit longer then. and Or maybe I, God, I hope I didn't give him a dirty sippy cup to go to bed with. You know, you're just always stressed out and you're tired and wishing you could just be the super mom that you imagined you'd be when you're pregnant. You know, you, you swear your kid's not going to have sugar. They're not going to have screen time. I don't even want to play with Nerf guns because that just promotes violence. <laughs> that's, that's all that shit going right out the window with my kid. We'd be sugared up in front of that Xbox while he's cocking his Nerf gun. I love Nerf guns. They're hella fun. Despite our best intentions, we are all going to have some type of fuck-up effect on our kids, right? But especially for those of us who are addicts. So when I was going to rehab, I was, I was worried. I was worried about my kid. I didn't want him to think I was abandoning him. I didn't want him to worry about if I was coming back or not. And I didn't want him to think I was just out gallivanting like I had been for the past few months. So when I was ready to check into rehab, I kind of, I tried to make a plan. Not only for just the speech I was going to give my son before I left, but I wanted him to have something from me. Not, not that was just a, a token. You know, I didn't want to just give him a stuffed animal and say, when you miss me, hug it. Even though that's great. If that's all you can do, having any kind of forward thought like that for your children, if you are having to go away for treatment, that's beautiful. We should always let our kids know that whatever we're struggling with, they are what we're worried about. They are what we're thinking about. They are the most important thing. They should know that. Even if you don't really believe it, but let them believe it, okay? It's for their own good. They should be the center of their, your world. God damn it. Where the fuck did you have them if they're not going to be? And I'm not trying to uh, discourage people from self-care and from doing things for themselves because trust, moms and dads, we all need breaks from our little heathens. But they don't need to. At least not when they're little. They should understand that we have an unconditional love that they can never fucking lose. Even if we have to go away for a while. So, uh, with all that in mind, as I was packing my bags to go to rehab and trying to figure out what, what a good approach was going to be with my son, uh, I decided I was going to write him a little book. Just a little, it's a little mini three ring binder with, uh, some stick figure drawings and a little story for him to read if he misses me. Now, again, I know that him and Grandma are going to be living it up, shopping, swimming, fun shit. I know he's not going to just be sitting there in a cold, dark room by himself all day like a lost dog on a PETA commercial wondering where his mommy went. I realize that. But for any occasion or any moment where he might miss his mom, and I can't be there, and given that I'm in an inpatient program, it's not like he can just call me on demand. You know, I could make phone calls and we could write letters. But as far as if he, him having a hard moment and needing to talk to me right then, I couldn't guarantee that for him like I wish I could have. So I wanted him to have something that my mom could read to him. Or at the very least, he could just flip through and see my drawings knowing that I'm not gone forever. 
this story tells you about how I'm coming back. And when I do come back, it's going to be fucking amazing. So I wanted to share that with you guys today in case you know somebody who's struggling with addiction and has kids or in case you are struggling with addiction and have kids. I do recommend you getting treatment as soon as possible, especially if your kids are young. Um, as long as you can make the, the time away count, it's not for nothing. Think about all the time you will be giving back to your child if you get help now. You have to think of it that way. And your kid will love you and be proud of you for it. I promise. And I know it's not easy if you don't have much support or if you don't have anywhere to really take your kids. And then I do suggest you look into outpatient because I don't think you need to go to rehab or just don't even bother trying. That can't be the option. Take whatever options make sense for you, are available to you because it's important. Your kids deserve it. You deserve it. And should you be able to go to an inpatient program and leave your child somewhere where you know that they'll be happy and safe until you get back, I do suggest you leave them some kind of card. Or some type of note. Or if you really get fucking <laughs> on one, maybe write them a little book. So before we go, I'm going to read you guys my little story. In case you uh, need an outline for something that you might want to leave for your kids. If you are finding yourself in the same shoes that I was in at this point. Okay? What's up? What's up with it? Okay, so for those of you who are new here, this is the part of the show where I insert a sponsored ad for my podcast platform, Anchor by Spotify, telling you how great they are for anyone who is thinking of starting a podcast. But fuck that. Let me explain. Anchor by Spotify offers paid sponsorships for shows that reach a certain amount of listeners. They call it an ambassador ad, and it pays dick. And not the good dick. It's that limp, soft dick that leaves you feeling used and unsatisfied. Then they really make you feel like a hoe when they tell you that your ad expired because you reached too many listeners. What the fuck? That's when they tell you try different monetization strategies, like asking your listeners to pay for subscriptions. How thoughtful of them, right? <laughs> Don't worry. I am not going to ask my audience to foot the bill in this fuckery. Because you see, whether or not my show is heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else, my hosting platform still gets promotion whether I have some asshat ambassador ad or not. So if this is the standard set by the industry, then think of me as a podcast pioneer who refuses to make pimping easy for these corporate bastards. Instead, I think I'll just shit on them in every episode I publish until I decide on a different platform to host from. <laughs> as always, thanks for listening and uh, let's get back to the show. Um, I will post the pictures that I drew because one, you know, I put Da Vinci to shame. With these bad boys i'm gonna post them on my instagram and my facebook just so you guys can you know kind of put the story to uh, an image i will um at the end of the show you guys know i leave my little spiel about where you can find me on social media and that's where i'm gonna put the pictures and maybe even another little small video of just me reading the book again because it's only a few pages okay my child at the time i think he was six so this is geared for younger kids i don't think teenagers want you to write them a book before you leave they probably are a little bit more cognitively able to process and understand what it is that's going to be happening when you're gone but for little guys they don't really know and the cool thing about that is is you can make it sound awesome and magical so it doesn't have to be so traumatic it doesn't have to be so sad or dooming or or you know it doesn't have to be this big farewell crazy shit like it could just be something really cool 
and it's going to be awesome and amazing. So you just hang tight, kiddo, because I'm going to be back and it's going to be a blast when I get there. Okay? Like, the, just that's something else you can kind of use to your advantage if you find yourself in this situation. Just know that your kids are going to love you no matter what. Even if you continue fucking up, your kids are going to love you, which makes it even more sad and should motivate you a little bit more to get help because knowing that your kids kind of have this no doubt about it love for you should make you want to give them the best because it's kind of fucking twisted if you just continue to be an asshole and a fuck up knowing that it's not going to stop them from loving you they deserve better and again you deserve better okay enough with the fucking pep talk so what i called the book was when mom gets home because before my addiction and before me having to go to rehab, me and my son, we lived in our own little world. It was just me and him. His dad wasn't around. There was no other parent. I wasn't a single parent. I was the only parent. And at the time, my parents were, you know, involved, but just kind of here and there. It was me and my baby all day. I was waking him up, wiping his ass, feeding him catching crawdads, riding bikes, flipping pancakes, building shit, painting shit, picking up snails, giving him a bath, cleaning the cat covered in toothpaste. Oh, the shit my son would do. And then we'd go to bed. That was my hands doing all of it. No wonder I got carpal tunnel and a fucking fried brain. Me and my kid was, we are tight still, but we was tight. Like I said, it was mommy and JP land all the time. So just know that going into this book, okay? Because I wanted him to remember not only those good times that we had, but I wanted him to understand that when I got back, bitch, it was on and cracking. It will be so poppin' jippy. You're not even going to remember these last few bad months. Here, I got a story about it. I'm going to tell you. So I sat him down and I read him this book. And it's got some funny-ass stickers on the front part of the binder saying, When Mom Gets Home. That's the title of the book. The first page, it says, To JP Mommy." And it says, I love you, infinity, because that's what we used to say to each other. All right. And I do have an actual photograph in here for this first picture, but just know that most of this is stick figures. But again, you'll find the pictures on social media if you're really that fucking interested. This is JP and his mom. JP loves his mom. 600,000 infinity. His mom loves him even more. No matter what happens, JP and his mom will always have each other. From lizard hunting to kite flying, bike riding, swimming, cake making, pancake flipping, hide and seeking, shopping, hot tubbing, going for walks, reading, and TV watching, what JP and his mom love most is anything they can do together. But lately, JP's mom does not feel well. She's usually tired and sometimes sad for no reason at all. This makes everyone, even Papa and Grandma, sad and frustrated. JP's mom has not been herself for a while. The good news is, Mom is going to get better. She's visiting a doctor who can help her get well. JP and his mom are both excited to get some help. Papa and Grandma are happy too. It's going to be such a good thing for everyone. JP's mom will have to stay at the doctor's for a few weeks until she gets better. 35 days seems like such a long time. 
JP's mom will miss him so much when she's gone. And it's okay if JP misses her too. When JP and his mom miss each other, it may make them feel sad or lonely. Papa and Grandma will take good care of JP while his mom gets better. Some things they can do when JP and his mom miss each other are make a phone call, write a letter, or draw a picture, and set up a visit. Before you know it, Mom will be back. She may still need to see a doctor occasionally, but she will be much better. When Mom gets home, Everyone will be happy and ready to go. Lizard hunting, kite flying, bike riding, swimming, cake making, pancake flipping, hide and seeking, shopping, hot tubbing, going for walks, reading, and TV watching. When mom gets home, all she's going to want to do is anything with JP. The end. So uh, go ahead and shine up my Pulitzer now, okay? I know I'm going to be on the number one hot sellers list or whatever the fuck they do for books. Uh, I know that was brilliant. It was one of the, my best pieces ever. <laughs> Sorry, I do humor like that because I get uncomfortable remembering how much of a fuck up I was and how much I... I should just be so grateful that I didn't, you know, irreparably ruin what I have with my, my son because I love my son. And I think he really enjoyed that book. I think... You know, even a few years later, he saw it and he kind of didn't really remember it because, like I said, he was little at the time. Thank God. So it wasn't some traumatic-ass shit that he looks back on all the time with with sadness. But I kind of explained to him what the book was about because I keep it real with my son. He knew I was on drugs. He knew I had a hard time. And I, I told him what the book was. I was like, that's for when I was gone. You know, I wanted you to know that I was coming back and it was all going to be good. And he appreciated it, you know. He tried to read the book with me, but I didn't realize how fucking wordy this children's book was, but you guys got to remember, I was on drugs when I made it, okay? So it was very detailed and explicit. I didn't want to leave anything out. Yours does not have to be that. Yours can be something a lot simpler, but I do think it helped my son. I think it provided him a lot of comfort, not only just to have it when I was gone, but just he knew that I was thinking about him before I even left, knowing that I was going to miss him before I was even gone out of his sight. Um, Anybody who's listening who is struggling with addiction, man, give yourself a break. And uh, don't write yourself off the way the rest of the world has. Get help. It's not fucking easy. It's not easy. I still struggle, man. It's going to be a lifelong battle. I hate that they say that, but it's true. It's just kind of like dieting or eating right. It's a lifestyle change. It's not something you do once and then you're Jenny Craig Slim forever. That's not how it works. I wish it did work that way. That would be great. But even if you, and I know, you know, a lot of these recovery programs, they say, you know what? As much as you love your kids or anybody else, you got to do it for yourself, guy. It was so hard for me when people would say that because I'm looking at them like, bitch, I hate myself. If I didn't have my kid, I would have taken myself out a minute ago and you wouldn't even have me in this seat right now. So don't tell me not to do it for my son because that's the only fucking reason I breathe. I hate myself. I hate myself more than anybody hates me. I realize that might be where you're at right now and you're not alone. So many people have sat in that same position with the same disbelief that they can never get better. I think you at least owe it to yourself and to your kids to try. I would leave you guys some bullshit-ass 1-800-GET-HELP number, but I don't think those work. Um, I would reach out to your local, you know, counties and see what kind of 
programs they offer for free or at least go check into a detox where you can kind of come off the drugs safely if you are in some hard shit, you know? And you know what? Worst comes to worst, if you really want some fucking help, I'm not a doctor. I'm just an addict. But uh, at the end of the show, you'll hear my contact information. If you really need help and you just don't trust any of these other government agencies, you don't think they're going to work, hit me up, man, and I'll do my best to help you. Just don't sue me later for it, okay? Because I don't have shit anyways. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that. And again, if you know anybody that's struggling or if you're struggling yourself, you're not alone. You deserve to be happy and shit. Just like the rest of us, man. We all deserve it. Don't give up on yourself. And I'm here. And there's probably a lot of people there to support you, hopefully, the same way I had. And if not, just hit me up, man. We'll figure it out, okay? In the meantime, get to writing that book if you got a kid and you need to uh, explain to them in a cheerful, happy little way. Better days are to come. All right, people. All right, everybody. That about wraps it up for today. We got another one in the books. Thank you again so much for your listening support. I can't tell you how much it means to me. If you ever want to shout me out or come see what else I'm up to when I'm not in your speakers, feel free. I'm on Instagram at Bad Cow Podcast, Facebook on Bad Cow Podcast Show. And if you ever want to reach me directly, you can do so at badcowpodcastshow at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. See you next time. Bye.